are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa! My name is Colin Austin, and my awesome, magical, mystical co-host is the o- the one, the only, Michael Dees. Do you just, like, shift F7 words to, like, come up <laughs> with for me, like, magical and mystical? That's probably two things I've never been called before in my life. <laughs> but Dude, thank you. magical, mystical, man? Come on, that's great. You don't like that? No, I mean, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Well, dude, so the first time, it's the first time it's happened. It's, it was bound to happen at some point, right? It was bound to happen. Probability says hey, at some point. One of our guests had to cancel on us at very last minute and was unable to show up this morning. And you know, not I would I would say that most people would be like, all right, it's okay. Like we'll reschedule and we will just set up another time and we'll we'll figure it out. But I'm like, dude, I got my crew here. <laughs> I got my crew go. here. We're ready to go. Don't, it's eight a.m. Don't make me drag out of bed for nothing. <laughs> I I'm certainly not going to. I'm definitely gonna get on the mic and make the best use of this time. And I thought that this would be a great opportunity to highlight some of the special people that we have within both of our companies right and and then you know this thing that they do here at the podcast they all come in early and help us do this as well in addition to what their normal daily duties so I thought it'd be cool to talk about but it'd be, it'd be really interesting to kind of get into the you know a lot of people have reached out and said hey we want to know a little bit more about your story and they're like we wish people would interview you a little bit more which is I mean guys that means a lot to me so <laughs> so thank you for that like it makes me feel really special that people want to know more about me and I'm sure like things will come up over the years for sure. And of course you can always reach out to me directly. Like I'm happy to tell you a little bit about my story, but this is probably a good opportunity for some of that history to come out um, and talk about these, you know, this new company that we have, which is called Repaint the Wall and it's and its new journey and the new team members within it. And I don't know, so I'm, I'm just really excited. But before I introduce our guest, I do want to give a last, so a few shout outs to everybody who followed the instructions on the giveaway a long time ago, <laughs> right? We had we we said, hey, if you follow this process and you go like go like the podcast on Instagram and you know or connect with me, connect with I don't know, there's like six six or seven different things that you had to do. But if you did that, then we were going to give you a shout out on the podcast. So I have four shout outs to give to some incredible people. No Lopez of Resident Coffee Roasters, Courtney Russell, who's been on the show from Krispy Kreme Donuts. Hey, Courtney, what's up? Edward Anderson from Environments 3 and Bridget Diana from Lime Life of Alcone. So I hope I said all that right. But hey, you guys, thank you so much for supporting the podcast and for signing up for that giveaway. Mad shout out, mad love again to Rap Spot. They were incredible through that entire thing. And um, yeah, I'm just super, super, you know, excited to uh, give some love to some people. So, but now. What now? Well, why don't you tell, what's going on in your world? In my world? Yeah. Well, let's see. Anything? What's going on in my world? So we just got off of Mother's Day. That was a happy, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out yeah, there. Yeah, this Maybe a is like late. airing. Well, I mean, when are we at? That's the hard part about the podcast is like, you're we trying to be in like June present 17th. time. Yeah, right, no, so it's like May 14th. It's May 14th. We're airing June 17th. So you want me to say what's going on in June 17th? <laughs> happy you want me Mother's to Day. The world? Yeah. Happy Mother's Day, like ha- a month so ago. Happy, happy Father's Day a week ago. 
No, I mean it's. We actually probably need to like look ahead and like predict the future. Yeah, yeah predict, predict the future. <laughs> so Game of Thrones, the ending was awesome. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there were dragons, there were fire. Uh, I don't even watch the show. So. Yeah, the, the fire. Everybody important so as died. Of, yeah. So as of today, the finale has not aired. You guys. <laughs> but, we got predictions though. Can we please get predictions? Predictions. I mean, are, I think Tony just nailed it. Win. Everybody, everybody's Everybody gonna die. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I can tell you right now, like I 100% predicted what was gonna happen in the second to last episode, which is the one that just aired. Uh, yeah. Was I, there any like, product placement in this last episode? I mean, there was a whole Starbucks store. In that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, it Daenerys was, is eating Cheetos in the background. I don't know. I mean, I like the facts real quick that. The show, I mean, this is what TV shows do, right? They like will build so much hype around a character for season after season after season after season. And then she went nuts. She went psycho. <laughs> she went psycho and that's it. <laughs> one, one, one episode to ruin all of that buildup. I mean, it was, I, to be honest, I was like a little disappointed, but like still. That sounds like Hollywood. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we we need to we actually need to introduce everybody. In front well, yeah, let's of us. do it. So uh, actually, like I'm gonna let you guys go through and introduce name, title, company. <laughs> That's so much fun to say. Like, come, we got more than one. So Genesis, you first. Oh, okay. Speak up, Genesis. Get right into that mic. All right. Don't be scared. Hi, hi everybody. Um, my name is Genesis. Um, I work for Repaint, and I'm an account manager slash content creator. And yeah, it's it's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> and you just started when? Oh God, um, I started in January, kind of like I. For those of you that don't know, I started with NS Pharrell with Mike, which is New Scooters for Less. Yeah. That's our abbreviation. Yeah. <laughs> A lot. Some people might not know. Right. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so I started with New Scooters for Less last August, um, and then kind of transitioned my way into repaint. Um, and it's been one heck of a ride just transitioning and being a part of both teams. So That was a good way of transitioning because you originally yeah. came in and had a... We actually interviewed, bo both companies interviewed you at the same time. Yeah, I didn't know where I was going to go, so it was just a funny... I, I won. <laughs> yeah, I won. you did. And, yeah. then, and then I lost, but, but I won. <laughs> but you did have like that desire to do social media work. Yeah, I did. And we, um, and we knew that, so we yeah. really wanted to kind of cultivate that. And yeah. That's cool. Here I am, a little, a little seed drinking. <laughs> <laughs> she's doing a great job too, Ronald. <laughs> I was gonna say she's actually the account manager for New Scooters for Less too. So yeah, she's which a, helps. She's a saint. She has to deal with me all the time. Uh, <laughs> but it does help that she has that like knowledge, the yeah, inside, of inside knowledge about no, it. No, it's it's awesome. Uh, my name is Ronald Perez. I'm Speak up, Ronald. Can you hear me? My yes. Guy? Yeah, it's good. Uh, I'm a producer and director for uh, the production side of Repaint the Wall, and yeah, it's pretty much it. I like to say badass videographer. Right. <laughs> I mean, dude, his work is awesome. Been doing an incredible job. It's been a lot of fun too. I mean, you found us before. You found us new scooters for less time too, though. Like this was before. I mean, you were here before we started. Yeah, I was here when you guys are still doing like vlogs for for Edis for solely. Before, yeah. can, can we tell the story of how we came to us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah. hear the story. I, I've never heard it. So. Just, I mean, okay. So you started working at PDQ. That's that's where you're working yeah. at the time. Yeah. So. I mean, I'll let you tell the story, but but like, how how did you find Colin? How did you uh, decide that you wanted to work for us? How did that happen? I think it's a good story. I know it. I just want you to tell it. I actually, I had a friend that was doing photography. He saw the ad on Facebook for an internship, um, and I was like, I mean, an internship is cool, but like, I'm gonna get the job. 
<laughs> so I showed up. I interviewed with the, the guy at the time. Um, I don't know if Austin, if we want to say his name. Uh, and he was like, "Yeah, we we don't have like a we don't have a, a job position. We just have an internship." And I was like, "Nah, I'm good. It's cool." And then I went on a cruise, uh, and I was like, I, "I still want that job." So I DM'd Colin. I was like, "Yo, like, I want a Power job." Power the DM. <laughs> Power the DM. I was like, "Yo, like, I want a job, and like, I think I can be an asset. I think I can bring value." So let me do some free for you. Let me work, and let's just see where it goes. I did some work. He liked it. Didn't have a job for me at the time, but I was like, yo, like, I'm making 240 a week at PDQ. Like, if I can make that and just work as many hours as I need to a week, like, I'll do it. And then we went from there, and now I'm here. Awesome. Yeah, that built quick, though. <laughs> I wasn't at 240 a week very long. I mean, so you were doing that, and you had done, uh, what was it, the Adley Bullseye video, right? I did the Adley Bullseye and the... Um, Wolf Islander video. Yeah, I mean, and it, it was great. I mean, I, I definitely think that's a way to prove yourself. Is this sh- like show what you can do, show what you're capable of? And he certainly did that, and it was, it was awesome. And you know, the opportunities just kind of lined up right, like right in that time. And um, you know, he then took over doing the vlog, and then just from there, it was like, all right, we're gonna keep doing more and more. And then really, uh, I think you know, that's we talk about when we knew repaint had kind of launched right, was when we had done, and I don't know how many other people know this story, but we, you know, this, I don't know, have I talked about it on the podcast before? I, I, sorry if I repeat things, that's probably gonna happen over and over and over, but like, you know, we were doing a, an, a video, a promo video to highlight that we were the number one genuine scooter dealer in the country because we had received that plaque. So we were highlighting that. We had always been vlogging. We're like, okay, like let's make a promo video because this is kind of cool. We'll highlight this accomplishment, something that we haven't hadn't done really much before. Mm-hmm. Like highlight this accomplishment. We'll use this video to target college students on Facebook, Instagram, etc., and say, hey, don't come buy your scooter from the number one dealership in the city come by your scooter from the number one dealership in the country. And we were gonna run that. But what we did was we made that video and it was all about new scooters for less. And it was awesome. It was a great video. But I looked at you guys, I looked at you guys and I said, let's make a second cut of this video. Put the thing down, flip it, reverse it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, let's make a second cut. Let's cut out new scooters for less. Let's insert Genuine Scooter Company, who is the distributor, let's insert their information and make it as if we were making it for them, knowing that the rest of the dealer network across the nation could benefit from the use of the video. And let's give it to them. And we gave it to them social media, you know, gave it to them to use on social media for people to use, you know, a lot of dealerships put up screens and stuff inside of their dealership and have like- Just rotating prom- promo, yeah, yeah. promo stuff. Um, so we gave it to them and and they came back and they're like, Colin, this is awesome. You know, how much would it cost for you to do this for every scooter model that we sell? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, we don't we don't sell video, we sell scooters. And I really didn't know what to say, but that was kinda like the that was like one of those first light bulbs of like, man, we're actually good at that. We know what we're doing when it comes to video. We really know what we're doing when it comes to vlogging and creating content. Um and, and so I was like, man, we could do this. And then of course now our skill set, our skill set when it comes to, you know, we're doing everything. We're creating content on, you know, on the fly, 
you know, New Scooters Flat doing doing the vlog, and the, I'd say the vlog has transitioned a lot from being very documentary style to being created and intentional and subject, you know, subject oriented based on what's happening, and kind of that kind of goes back and forth. Um, but it's been it's just been interesting to see the evolution of you know these businesses and. And it was super interesting because I've told everybody at the beginning of 2018, we had zero intention on starting a media agent. I, I thought I would at some point, like I thought I'd be doing something in marketing at some point in my career, in my life, but like had no intention. It wasn't like when we started January 1st, we were like, all right, goal this year is to start a new right. media company, like let's go. And that wasn't the case at all. And uh, and so it kind of just organic. <laughs> It just kind of, <laughs> that's a great ringer there, Ronald. Um, it just kind of organically happened, you know, and it was good. So, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm excited about all the things, and we can get into to more of that, but. But before we do, we have one more guest. Yeah, we do, this is the first time, not only is this the, uh, the podcast where the scheduled guests didn't make it, but this is the first podcast where we have three guests, three guests. on the podcast. That's called making lemonade wow. out of Dude, lemons. Somebody right who's been here, how long have you been here now, Tony? It's gonna be three years in August. On August, right? Three yeah. years. Yeah. And somebody who just works his tail off. And dude, I'm just super appreciative of everything that you do for NSRL, but yeah, like, get, Give a little intro, man. All right, well, I'm Anthony Valentine. I work for NS4L, New Scooters for Less, for all those novices out there, and I am a tech. Um, I work on the scooters. You're a little I bit fix of a, them and I get them running. You're a little bit of a do everything, though. I mean, we've asked you to drive, we've asked you to tech, we've asked you to. Do, we're asking you to do a little admin on the service side of things now. So, so he, he's. We've humbled. asked you to be a podcast. <laughs> sound, asked, yeah, he, <laughs> podcast he has, sound, he's a sound man. engineer <laughs> yeah. and help make sure that I don't press the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely a versatile guy to have around. He's a do everything in over three years. I mean, he's been a he's been a huge help to everything that we do at New Scooters for Less. So yeah, I learned at a, a very young age that wherever you work, if you can't do whatever they ask you, you become invaluable real fast. So it's either figure out how to do it, or you're gonna be seeing the door pretty soon. So that's true. Yeah. So I have a couple of questions for you guys, right? So well, Tony, I'll start with you. Mm -hmm. How the hell can you work on the same thing over and over and over and over and over again without getting sick and tired of it? Because like, I just think, I, I mean, like I get it, like people, some people just love mechanics, maybe that's all it is, but like, dude, I, if any, like those of you know, I mean, going back to early days, I mean, hey, startup life, new scooters plus, I've worked on plenty of scooters. I was never like a mechanic, but like, I would actually say I'm like in the top 10% <laughs> right. because of how many scooters I've like serviced over the years through learning, like literally shadowing you guys and seeing, you know, seeing everything that you guys do. Um, but even though I can, even though I'm pretty confident I can fix, you know, the majority of scooter problems, um, I absolutely hate it. <laughs> like I absolutely hate, it. like I don't, like I don't even want to get the grease under my, not that I'm like afraid of dirt or anything, but like I just, don't want to do that. Life is I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to do that over and over and over again. And it just seems super tedious. Like, what is it for that mechanically inclined person that they just? Where's the joy come from? I guess. Well, the one thing is, is there's never ever the same thing going on with every scooter. Every scooter has a different problem, a different issue. Um, yes, when you're doing oil changes, it does get very tedious, and I did that for a while. But now that I'm doing more of the problems that come about, 
it's not boring. It's not tedious. It's I got to figure out how does, I'm going to get this to work. So it's actually challenging. Well, it's really just an oil change. It's uh, yeah, I'm just here for an oil change. Okay. Oh, and oh, by the way, my brakes don't work. <laughs> <laughs> That's true too. Oh. It's never just an oil change. I probably would have led with that, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I, well, some of these kids will ride around without brakes. Oh. They're just like, just like, what are you doing? The, the things that some of these uh, students do at UF amaze me. Uh, we, won't, we won't get too far into that, but sometimes, I mean, seeing three or four people on a scooter with no brakes is never what you want. Yeah. <laughs> Don't so do that. If you that. let go of the throttle <laughs> far enough. Right. Some right. It's, it's, you know, it's yeah. a lot of it. Pump those brakes. Yeah. Right. Just pump them. Yeah, yeah. So, Tony, tell me, like, a little bit about what is the team thing? Like, okay, let's go back to last year, uh-huh. right? Because you you kind of have like a ground level perspective on this, right? COE, chief of everything, Colin Austin goes, hey, so we're gonna start a new company this year. <laughs> and like, what was your, what was your first thought and all that? Like, be, be honest with me though. I wanna know if, like, did the team just think that I was like off my rocker or did they like, were they kind of like, oh, this is cool, something new, or are they? Well, of course, everyone thought you were crazy because whenever you try something new and something outrageous, people think you're nuts. Um, <laughs> but really, the the first exposure that we got with this company majorly was the whole genuine thing. So you were already starting to do something with it and actually got a company involved in making money off of it when it really became a big deal with the actual repaint part. Mm-hmm. We were starting to get used to the cameras and the whole idea of the media before then because of the Vogue. So I don't think it was that big of a shock, but I know back there it was started really buzzing big when you were doing the genuine video, so it was. Were you already working here when we started doing the vlog? Yeah. So you already were here. Mm-hmm. So when I said, okay, we're gonna start vlogging, we're gonna start showing behind the scenes, we're gonna like literally have a camera here all the time, following me around, capturing all this stuff. Like, what was your first thought? Because I think a lot of business, this is gonna be super interesting, because I think a lot of businesses have, co- have come to me and said like, I don't know if I can get my team on board. I don't know, you know, so maybe we can kind of dive into that. Like, hey, how can you get your team on board? I mean, what was your first thought though? Why? Why would we do that? No, seriously. And then yeah. after that was all the crazy thoughts, like the scooter jousting, and like what what we, could we put on film to be outrageous? Like that's where my we mind never did that, by the way. Right. Yeah, no, unfortunately, that was just a brainstorm idea that yeah. never came to fruition. Yeah, but um, everybody was just like, "Why?" Yeah, why? And for me, I was just starting here, so I didn't question too much more because I just had started here. So I, I thought, I thought it was kind of like what you did because the way the whole place was operating was different than normal businesses. So I Which thought it was true. just part of your whole progression of what you guys were doing here, so it really didn't throw me completely off. Yeah. Now, some of the other ones that were here before me, I don't know what they were thinking, <laughs> other than why, yeah. <laughs> why are we I mean, doing What about this? you, Genesis, when we, because I mean, you came in, that was an element that was already here. Yeah. So like, was it just? So weird, or I mean, even when you were hired, like, did Mike say, "Hey, just to prep you, like, we have a camera that <laughs> that's oh, always right. here"? So, so no, he did not. But, <laughs> no, I definitely didn't. But I'm not too shy with the camera. I mean, this is totally different. But um, when I came on board, I kind of knew about the vlogs just because Stephanie. Um, she like would always tell me about like you filming or like how she hates being on Snapchat. <laughs> so she would tell me like, oh, look at me on my, my boss's Snapchat and she'll show me. Um, so I kind of knew that was part of it. And 
having like that social media or wanting that social media background. And Stephanie's another team member. Yeah. yeah. Um, Shout out to Steph Gar. Yeah, Steph Gar. <laughs> um, so having like social media, like already wanting to be involved in that, I didn't really care. Um, but I just thought it was part of new scooters for less. Like I thought that was the thing. The thing was that. So yeah. yeah. So I mean, did anybody, including myself, ever explain why? Or did or do I you think guys? You did at the time. You um, you were saying that it's just part of the whole thing that the students. This is the kind of things that they're into. And I mean, that's the gist I gotten from this business from the beginning was that it was geared for the generation right now and what they're into. You know, so you're doing the Instagram and all that stuff that you do, all the social media. Yeah. I mean, I guess, an aspect. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I've definitely been, I think when it comes to marketing and media in general, I've always been very forward thinking. I would say a lot of people look at me and, and, and say that guy's very forward thinking, which I appreciate, but even I feel like I'm behind the curve in a lot of stuff. And even when it came to like, you know, like vlogging and like creating video content, I mean, we had a YouTube account early that just kind of sat there unused. We could have done a lot more with it in the early years. And I and I kind of beat myself up over it a little bit because I'm like, I was like, I had a business in 2006, guess what? YouTube came out in 2006. If I was creating content in 2006, we'd have millions, millions of subscribers at this point. We'd have way more influence in the industry that, that we're in. And, we, and one, I would say we're one of the top influential companies, scooter companies out there. Um, you know, so so I st- from that standpoint, I beat myself up, but then I like reflect back to 2006 and be like, there ain't no way in hell I would have had time to do any of that because I was still like a very much a one man show. And there probably would have been more than one scooter jousting video at that point if we did it back <laughs> yeah. in 2006. <laughs> yeah, that was maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, true. Uh, but like you know, I, I look back to that time. I'm like, man, I just I did not, you know take advantage of it, but at the same time, it was because I was still very much a one-man show. There was, there was just, you know, me and a couple other people. So um, so it's interesting. I mean, like, my biggest reason, like, and, and why, like, hopefully you guys know this by now, is very much to take new scooters for less from a local brand to a national one. I think, you know, when we look when we look at the power of video, especially in the in 2019, like it's just very easy to get your messaging out there. And one of the things that I'm even, you know, preaching about to to clients and like trying to educate clients on today. I mean, we have we have a handful of clients that are specifically reaching out to us to help them develop YouTube channels, which I think is fantastic and a, and a very important thing to to have. Um, but the reason I believe in YouTube so much, even in 2019, is because Google owns YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like the SEO and the ability for your business to be seen. Like you go to Google right now, like everybody who's listening, go to Google right now, type in how to kickstart a scooter. Like you're going to find not one, but two new scooters for less videos that are at the top of that Google search, not YouTube search, Google search that then you click, takes you to YouTube. Uh, and I mean that from a branding ability and a brand awareness on a national level, I think is is great. And those videos have, you know, I think one of them has like 150,000 views. So I mean, what's wild is you start to see that play out here in the showroom. And I think Jen could talk talk to you about that too. Like, we'll get on the phone with somebody and they're having trouble with their scooter starting, and we start we start troubleshooting with them over the phone. And you get to a point where it's like, okay, we've kind of tried everything that we can do over the phone. 
um, hey, let's just go ahead and get you a pickup schedule here. And they're like, oh no, I'm not in Gainesville. And he said, oh, where are you? Oh, I'm in Iowa. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, we just found your video on YouTube. So it's like, you start to see that stuff already come through uh, and it's just kind of wild. We, we kind of have to like redo our, our conversations on the phone because we've always operated on the assumption that we're talking to the local public and now we're talking to a national public. Yeah, so the question that everybody asks at that point, especially from a business side, because look, like I get it, I'm a small business owner, everybody's all concerned about ROI, right? Like your return on the investment, the time that you're doing, making these videos, like what is the, per the person in Iowa finding the video doing to help you with your business? I mean, where, where's the opportunity there? Right, so the opportunity, I mean, for one, it's like kind of like you said, you're, you're building awareness and you're putting yourself on the map. Um, you know, one thing that you can do is whether it's repair videos or anything like that is start plugging parts. Um, you know, we're, we're giving them information and then giving them uh, an outlet to, to buy the parts that they need for some of their repairs uh, through the YouTube links and stuff like that. So then we can start, you know, an e-commerce segment of our business uh, and start supplying I mean, maybe maybe this person out in Iowa doesn't have a dealership or somebody that knows how to repair scooters nearby, and, and that's all they have is is just you know like like you or me would just go to YouTube and figure out how to change the shocks on my '95 Ford Mustang. Like, there's nobody to do it, so like you just learn how to do it yourself. Yeah, I would never do that. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I did it. It hasn't broken down yet. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, like so so figuring out a way to to from a business side, you know, grow out some some e-commerce, but you're also still, I mean, you're supplying knowledge and, and tools to, to people that need them. So. Yeah, well, and the other side of that, something that I have talked about multiple times is that some people are going to say, oh, but by you teaching them how to change the shocks on their 95 Mustang, well, then they're not gonna bring it to your automotive store to get the shocks changed, which could be true. Right. Like, there's definitely those people out there. I'm not saying that they're not out there. They definitely are. Right. I mean, I like literally had no choice but to replace like the automatic thing in my window, mm -hmm. like my auto, you know, the, the electric. Oh, the, the, okay, yeah, yeah. I had, to, I had to change. Yeah, no, I had to change the motor. Mm -hmm. I had to take this door apart, and I had like literally nobody, no one could do it. Like the dealership could do it. They wanted like 700 bucks. I like look at the part. The part's like 70 bucks. I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, like maybe I could, maybe I could do this. I didn't have the money. I needed like I was on the fly anyway. I was stuck in Tampa. Like I'm not gonna drive up from Tampa to Gainesville, at I 75 with the window down. I'm gonna fix this, you know? So I'm like, all right. So so I like get on YouTube, I find it, and like I bought the part and I did it myself. Did I want to do that? No, normally I would hire that out, right? So like the chances of people doing that, doing it themselves, yeah, sure. Like it's going to happen. But I would say that the majority of the time, it's not. Mm -hmm. Like I don't wanna change. <laughs> I talked about this at Disrupt, right? Like we, I recently spoke at, at Disrupt Gainesville and, and I said, look, like I'm not going to do an oil change on my car. Like, it'll take me twice as long as it would an expert. I'm gonna get dirty. <laughs> there's better ways to spend your and Sunday. There's better, yeah, there's better ways, better things for me to be doing with my time. Now, a lot of people will say like, well, you can't, you can't teach other people how to do that because, you know, they will learn how to do it themselves and they're, you know, they're not gonna come to you. And again, like, sure, there, uh, there's probably a, a handful of those people out there, but what I do know what it does from a branding standpoint, I'm talking about branding here, is that it solidifies you as an expert in your field, mm -hmm. as an expert in your field. So I'm all about teaching as much as you can through, through YouTube. And like, and don't get me wrong, like, even on YouTube, I mean, through the vlogging and the documentary, like the documenting part, um, not everything is like 
pretty. <laughs> I mean, right. we, had, we had that negative tweet that one time, yeah. or the whole day got disrupted. It was by a US football player. We're like, oh my gosh, like what, did, what happened? Where did we mess up? What's going on here? And we literally, I mean, you and I, uh, you more than I, but like <laughs> spent the entire day De-escalating. De-escalating, yeah. trying to yeah. figure out like what went wrong yeah. and how to, you know, how we can, you know, contact this customer, get the problem resolved. And, and ultimately he ended up taking down, taking down the yeah. tweet yeah. And, and apologized and was very happy, which is great. I mean, we definitely live in an, we definitely live in an age where it's easier just to go and like talk negatively than to just reach out to the manager and ask for help. I think right. we've. It's not because we want that feedback. We just don't necessarily want it public without having the chance to yeah. fix it, you know, internally first. But. Of course, but I think it's interesting because I've, I've had a few people comment to me about that episode saying, dang, like that's just interesting that you guys documented that and put that out there. And I'm like, it's Because we could have chose not to. Yeah, yeah. You know, we could no, make ourselves look as pretty as we want. Of but. course. <laughs> yeah, it's, but in reality, nobody's perfect. Nothing is perfect, right. so. No, of course not. And I think that's why, especially when you're talking about like personal branding and some of the things that are, you know, hot words in 2019, like I tell people the best, you know, what makes a great personal brand is being personal, mm -hmm. like being real, because I think social media does have this place of like, hey, we're going to show the best side of ourselves you know, and and we don't really expose, we don't get transparent and show the real part. And like when you start showing the real part and talking about the, you know, actually going through whatever you're going through or, you know, the challenges of business or whatever it is, then that, that builds so brand. Things that people can relate to. Yeah, of course, it's realness, it's authenticity. So anyway, it's it's interesting. Like I am grateful that vlog culture has caught on as part of New Scooters for Less's culture, because I think it's definitely important on that long-term branding, uh, you know, having that long-term branding mindset. Uh, but we've been respectful of people who don't want to be on camera and like, you know, like we do have a few people who prefer not to be on camera and, and I would love for everybody to be, but I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna force it. I've had business owners reach out to me and be like, hey, are you guys gonna like, what do you do about the people who don't wanna be on camera? Like, oh, don't put them on camera. Right. <laughs> like, it's pretty simple. You see a lot of, I mean, if you watch the new Scooters Fellas vlog, you see a lot of the same faces because those are the people who are comfortable on being camera. They don't mind being on camera and taking a pause out of their day to, to play a, a role in that, right? So vlog one, episode one, was what, like maybe 2015? Do you remember? It was in 2015, but I think it was recorded, it was kind of a blended episode, right? Cause it was mm -hmm. like a flashback. Right. Cause we had found, whatever reason, I had Austin film when, I had him film what day was that? Yeah, it was in 2000, that was in 2015, July of 2015, when we took the keys to this to place. This, to this I had him, I'm like, yo, come, let's go like document this. Let's go like film this place because because this building is literally a shithole. <laughs> I was like, I want people to know what this looks like when when it's done and it's my my dream mm -hmm. you know when people see it and so like we didn't we never put that out we never put that content out that was saved somewhere right and then you know a couple years later years i don't know it was but yeah probably a year later we had done the remod we'd already done the remodel and everything so he put like the flashbacks of the remodel or of what it used to look like and then showed what it does look like in present day, and it was that we released that as episode one. It's actually right. probably the coolest, one of the coolest episodes. So, 
we talked we talked about vlog culture how how it took a little bit to catch on that was maybe what 11 12 years into new scooters for less existence so let me ask you what made you feel like the time was right for new scooters for less to start vlogging and for any startups that are are considering it you know when when is the time right for them is, is it something that they should do yeah. right off the bat or or when you know when it, when is the right time yeah and we might need to get like Ronald into some of this cuz he's he's definitely um, he's definitely been there to like to see a lot of this process and and understands a lot of other people's vlogs too. But I think I think the answer to that question one I would say that I wish we had been vlogging from the very beginning. I mean, how cool would it be that right now to have video of like the early days where things were just you know cr- I mean crazy. Right. And when we I talk mean, about the difference okay. between documenting content and creating content, Hold on. let's let's say how cool would it be to have a video of us <laughs> taking those U-Hauls. You it's guys, almost like I knew like, what he was gonna say before like he started. Her, I'm saying, Hurricane Katrina hit, Hurricane Katrina hit, we here in Gainesville, Florida had, I don't know how many hundreds of generators, but we had hundreds of generators. I do. How many? <laughs> I mean, we, we took 250 with us. Dang, yeah. all right, so we had 250 generators. We load up three 26-foot U-Hauls, okay? Mm-hmm. Loaded them up. Oh, yeah, we, uh, sorry, it was two. It was two twenty-six foot U-Hauls and the uh, box truck. Yeah, the, yeah. The, that we had, that we, that we okay. owned. Yeah. So I ten was knocked out. You couldn't even get on I ten. Yeah, right about Tallahassee. You had to start going up into South Alabama, over to Mississippi before we could get to. Yeah, Baton so we Rouge took a long route. Right, we took a long route. Ended up going to Baton Rouge. The, the truck started, one of the U-Hauls started failing. Um. Of course it did. I mean, like, I mean, it was a night, it was a nightmare. Like the whole trip was a nightmare, but a, but a success because we sold like $200,000 of generators in like two days. And it was, it was insanity, dude. We had people sleeping on pallets in the back of the truck. Inhaling gas fumes. Yeah. All I'm saying is like, if we would have had a vlog of that. Yeah. A document, you know, if we would have had a video of that, that would have been epic. I, I so wish we would have, you know, like filmed that. But I mean, for us, when we started to answer your question, like when mm-hmm. did I decide like it was time to start was when I'm like, okay, like New Scooters for Less is, is starting to hit the top of this bell curve, right? Like we've been selling Scooter Scooter like on this local level, we're right here. Like what's next? Like, I mean, we need to go from being a local brand to a national one. Now that's important to me. That's not gonna be important to every business mm-hmm. owner, right? Not everybody wants to necessarily be a national brand, but I want New Scooters for Less to be a national influence within the industry. Um, and and I wanted people to know who I was as a leader, who we were as a company. There's not a lot of scooter dealerships across the country that have 20 team members working for it. I would say most of them probably have four or five at most. You know, it's like a completely different element. We've definitely taken an all-in mentality, which has stress. I mean, I could literally cut back. Right? We could, we talked about this multiple times. We could we could cut back so much, so much. I could make more money. Right, mm-hmm. could make more money and just like coast. Like I could, mm-hmm. but I don't want to because I'm like I'm like reinvesting. I'm putting everything right back in, and we're going for national influence and national impact, and and doing it through a physical product like a scooter. I mean, you know, it's it's interesting. But now, you know, the repaint side of that is the is the elevation for me, right? Like that's like okay. Not only have we learned all of these skills in doing this. And creating, you know, 
uh, building new scooters for less. Now I can take these same skills and like help other small businesses, which for somebody who is, is as invested into this community as I am, I'm like, this is like the perfect chance. It's a perfect time. We can like literally take what we know and help other business owners grow and or help personal brands grow. And like, you know, we can do that through the skill set that I've acquired over 15 years. It was interesting too, because what we'd see, I mean, the the distributors on the scooter side would bring dealers together, which was kind of a novel idea in and of itself, but they'd bring these dealers together and then you'd find out things like they don't have websites or Facebook pages or social media engagement or yes. anything. And you start to kind of step back and realize that that's not just scooter dealers, that's a lot of businesses that somehow, you know, whether it's uh, an older CEO that doesn't find importance and wants to do things, you know, a traditional print way or anything like that, they're just resistant to that change or they just don't believe in it the same way. And the reality is it's coming whether you want to or not. Um, so recognizing that there's all these businesses out there that aren't taking advantage of these things, I think provides a huge platform for a media agency like Repaint to take advantage, step in and kind of, like we talked about, like help rebranding these companies uh, to have a bigger reach. Yeah. So do you think that um, new entrepreneurs that are starting to you know, develop their new business, do you think that that's something that they need to think about is making a national brand, adding video no, at I, the very beginning, I mean, or is that? I think that all depends on what they want as their goals. I, like what I've learned is that there's plenty of businesses out there that are okay, you know, making the same amount each year. They don't, have, they don't need to grow. They just want to be able to, that it's not their motivation, right? Like more money, more growth, more impact is not their motivation. Their motivation is working. I mean, for some people, it could mean like maybe a business owner, they get the process so good, maybe they're only working three days a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're taking all that time off and like, they're, you know, they're spending it with family or vacationing or whatever. Maybe that's their motivation, what they want out of life. So I think it just depends on what the, the brands or the business's goals are. Um, but, you know, I think one of the reason a lot of team members have been drawn to this place, to New Scooters for Less and to Repaint, is because like I'm definitely, like I have, I've made it very clear that I want to have a national impact, that we wanna make some big things happen. Right? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I mean, I, I think you guys could, anybody could find a job anywhere doing this kind of work, right? Like there's plenty, there's plenty of agencies, there's plenty of, you know, mechanic shops, like there's, I mean, but, but why, like, why are you guys here? You guys answer that. <laughs> we <laughs> yeah, want to know. This, this will be insight for us. Right. You know, like, why are you here? Well, initially I came here because I needed a job just like everyone else, but it's what you were doing here. That's what kept me here was the whole vibe of the place. So yeah, that's pretty much what, what keeps me here is what's going to happen next. Where are we going to go next? Like, Again, when I started here, there was no vlog. And then all of a sudden, now we got a vlog. Now we got a, a whole media company. So it, I'm, I'm pretty much here to see what's going to happen next. <laughs> and then plus the whole becoming the, you know, the biggest dealership in the world was interesting to me, too. Just the fact that you wanted to do that would have been cool to go. You know, it would be cool to go on that ride. And, and Do you see that growth? I mean, do you feel like we're on that path? I think so, yeah. I mean, you're telling me that there's people in Iowa that are looking at our videos and calling us for information right. on how to fix something. I mean, wait till you get that first Google review from somebody way out from where I'm we sure are. We we, well, we have, not necessarily from a mechanic standpoint, but that's another thing from a 
a sales standpoint, there's been people all the time that, um, I mean, this was just recently, we had uh, somebody reach me, uh, was, I think he was in the Pennsylvania area, if I remember correctly, um, could not get a hold of his local dealer and really wanted, uh, I believe it was like two Wolf Rugby 150 scooters. And he answered, or he sent me an email and it was like a Sunday afternoon and I had it on my phone so I just went and sent him a quick reply and he's like, you've already earned my business because you're the only one that would actually reply. We ended up- Let alone on a Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> we ended up shipping him two brand new scooters. Um, you know, it was kind of one of those find a way mentalities, but like we shipped him two new scooters and he wrote us a fantastic uh, Google review about just answering the email on a Sunday, going out of our way. He couldn't get a hold of his local dealer. And just like at that point, he'd started researching stuff that we do. Like I have vlog links on the emails and you know, people start Googling and SEO starts coming in. They see everything that we do. Right. And then they, I mean, humble brag, honestly, but they start falling in love with the company and what we do and what we try to be. So you do start to see that, that reach. Uh, and it's, it's cool. It's rewarding. Yeah. I think it's getting there. I think yeah. if we keep on the path that you're going, it's it, it's going to be, you, you're going to get that phone call from Austria or like Germany <laughs> or something, yeah. International Italy would be great. Well, we've had <laughs> blog stuff. I mean, you you know, a lot of people comment and say, oh, like you can't, you you don't know what the ROI of the vlog is. And I would say that actually there's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> um, I, I can't see uh, a conversion from from a vlog, right? But I'm like, people are like, oh, well there, and, I, and I've had people tell, like creators say, this doesn't provide enough value to people. You know, like we, we constantly, I mean, not Ronald specifically, but like videographers and stuff, we get into conversations of like, is this providing value to an audience? And I always help you like, value is very subjective. <laughs> you know, like one of the examples I always use is saying like, I don't give a damn what Taylor Swift eats for breakfast, but somebody does. Somebody does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so like value is very subjective. And I remember the one, the, one of the times I was proven very right on that was when somebody had emailed you they'd emailed you because of a vlog episode and they said how how awesome it was to put a name to the face right. because they had seen an episode where you were in it and they're like I know exactly who I'm talking to and that and I was like that's providing that potential customer value mm -hmm. just knowing knowing who they're talking to and then like business owner, like I've talked about multiple times, I don't know how many scooters we sold because of the vlog, but we've definitely had parents walk in and say, hey, is Colin here? Like we, we found the vlog, we were down in Miami looking for a scooter and we realized that this was the place that we wanted to buy from because of the videos and we would just like to say hi. <laughs> like that's, that's happened. Right. So like I know that we've sold scooters because of the vlog, but like how many, like I don't know and like, was it worth it? Like, I don't know, maybe that could be the only scooter we sold from it. But again, I always go to, it's about building long-term brand, establishing expertise in our area. Um, and I don't know, like I'm super, I'm super fascinated. I could talk about it all day. I mean, you like from a vlogging standpoint, right? Like Ronald, let's like talk about, I mean, what do you, I mean, you see other people's vlogs, right? I mean, why, why are people, whether it's personal brands or businesses, like why are they creating vlogs? in your opinion? So I mean, to provide value, but then that goes to, that goes to that rule of like, you shouldn't tailor your value or your like your, your vlog to somebody else's, like you should, like if your audience wants something, don't give it to them, just be you. And then whoever likes it joins the ride, you know what I mean? Yeah. Joins the, the ride. Uh, and so like, I like watching a lot of routine stuff because I like upgrading my routine and becoming more structured. 
But I might not watch entertaining stuff because, like, to me, that's a waste of time. But some people have, might have all the time and just want to be entertained, so that might bring value to them. So it's all about what you want to see and what value they're providing. Yeah. Let's talk about that ROI, though. I mean, a, a huge part of ROI is the cost of getting in, right? And I think, and, and I'd let you, Ronald, uh, talk on this, but I think, I think we can bust some of that myth. I think a lot of people look at vlogging as this huge expense. You have to hire a videographer. You have to have this huge production. We have good cameras in our pockets every day. So, talk, I mean, talk a little about self-vlogging and, and how people can, can document the stuff on, on a budget if that's what they want to do. So you can literally use your phone. It shoots 4K. A lot of people don't know that. Like, there's literally a setting. Yeah. Go open up your setting. Just change change setting, it to 4K. Man. Literally, <laughs> your your vlog. You don't even need 4K, but it does. So your phone is a, is pretty much a vlog camera, and then you can use iMovie to edit it if you really want to, or buy Final Cut Pro and just edit it, or pay Premiere and just edit it. Like it's not hard. Uh, just takes a little little bit of your time. I know, I know. See, I'm not. I'm not a great vlogger, Colin. I, I think. I, I think of the time we went to Vegas. I think you're a great vlogger. Dude. No, no. I mean, I, I think you're great. Stop. No, what I mean Stop. is. Stop. <laughs> what I meant to say was, I'm not the guy that whips out the phone and records things because I'm. My brain's not wired that way to think about. Oh, this is interesting. I remember going to AIM Expo in Vegas with you, and he was like, you know, on the on the flight there, he's like, you're gonna you're gonna self vlog for new scooters for less. I'm gonna do repaint. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm game. And I think I recorded maybe two seconds just to humor him because I just like, I walk around and I'm looking around and I'm just, you know, kind of in my own little world. At no point do I think, hey, I should whip out the phone and do something. Have you guys, okay, so there's like this viral picture on the internet. It's like of a super like old lady. She's like watching a race or something. She's kind of like over the rails, at, you know, like along oh. the side of a race, she's like I over the rails. And she's, she's like, she's like just like smiling and like happy and looking at the, looking at watching the race and then like everybody else around her has their phones out like this <laughs> and like it's got been commented on so much because it's just like they're soaking in the race and like that's you yeah it really <laughs> you're like the person who's just there like soaking it in we should replicate that photo just for NSRL. we should we should oh, we definitely <laughs> no first of all i mean i only from a pop culture standpoint i only get what jen shows me so <laughs> if it's a vine or a meme or something like i don't know it if jen didn't show it to me i speak in memes but so. but i learned early on for for me like I hate taking pictures. I, I just, it's not fun for me, but I love to I love to have them. So I just find people that like to do that and travel with them. <laughs> like, well, I mean, we, it, I did end we, up vlogging for the both of us. Right, well, when we went to Italy, I mean, like, I don't, I didn't have to Dude, take any Dude, those vlogs came out great. They did, but I didn't have to take any pictures or record anything because you, Shannon, and Casey had it on lock. It was great for me. I could just sit there and be in Florence happy and, and taking in the sights, and you guys are doing all the heavy lifting. Yeah, those, those vlogs came out good. I mean, I think it is cool to talk about that. I mean, especially from the stuff that we're doing on the repaint side, right, Genesis? I mean, we can actually, the we have, we. I mean, we have clients that are um, self-vlogging. I mean, they're using their own footage. Like, you, like, literally, like, we have clients that are not in Gainesville, right? And they're literally creating content by holding their phone out, recording something, and they send it to us. We might caption it for Instagram. We might like make it a vlog if they do. A, they might do several clips of like hor horizontal style, like holding the phone out like in front of their face and just like doing, you know, just talking like throughout clips throughout the day. And then we edit those clips together. And I mean, and all they're doing is just sending us the clips. They're filming it themselves. So I mean, like I we even teach people. 
I mean, kind of going back to like YouTube and like how, how to do like, I teach people how to like hack it themselves so they don't have to hire us. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think that's a huge part of where, I mean, we've had these conversations before. It's like we need for us, like we want to give as much information away and teach people how to do this themselves. I mean, a lot of this is happening on my YouTube channel, by the way. Like we put a lot of this kind of content out on Colin Austin. Just go to colinaustin.tv, it'll take you there. Um, or repaint.tv. I, I know that we're putting a bunch of how-to videos on there as well. Um, but we're starting to put this, you know, information out there and teach people how to do it themselves so they don't have to hire us. But we know that by doing that, at some point they're gonna reach a level hopefully their business reaches a level where they're like, okay, yeah, we need to, now it's time to up our game. Now it's time to like take it to the max. No, like this is consuming too too much of my time doing it myself. And like you can baby step it. Like we could literally like, you can either do it all yourself or if you wanna just outsource the editing to us, like we can do it. I mean, it's, I just wanna help businesses create content at the budget that they have and like just help them do that. But one thing I've known that I've noticed is that if you're not, you're you're not doing your business any favor if you're not creating content for the different channels that are out there. I mean, this is 2019. I mean, social media, everything will change tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, you know, and like, and we're working with some influencers and stuff now, like, where literally I'm being told, hey, like, it went over the 35,000 follower count mark. And I noticed that my Instagram insights and I noticed that my Instagram like stuff like inside my profile, like cha- my, my DM box changed, like it's filtering the people who I engage the most with from the ones that I don't. And like, I mean, like things I'm like, I don't, I don't know any of this, right? And I'm getting an education through these uh, influencers and stuff. So it's just all fascinating to me. I just think everything that's happening in the social media realm is is super fascinating. Mm-hmm. and. Where yeah. does it go next? Oh man, <laughs> Genesis, you 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 tell us. What? Come on, Genesis. <laughs> I on mean, the media marketing side, like, where do you think things are going? Um, it's just gonna get more more in depth. Like, I think you're just gonna see a lot more of people engaging, and it's just gonna grow in that sense, which is a good and bad thing, I think. And like, as a person in the social media field, that's kind of like a bad thing to say. But I think. We're just gonna get just a lot more out of out of social media, and it's gonna get a little crazy at first, I think, with any like any new product or any new integration. But I'm just I'm kind of excited to see where it goes a lot. Yeah, I just yeah. I'm excited for that growth. I know one thing that we've talked a lot about is voice, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot th- a lot of things happening with Google Home and Alexa. Alexa oh, I don't want to say it too loud because she'll come on. Yeah. But like, um, but a lot of these devices, which we've started creating content for um, and and just exploring, I think there's a lot happening there. So that's where I think. I mean, that's where I think a lot of it's going to end up going. Um, I think even social media strategy is an interesting topic because it, it's interesting because almost everybody these days uses social media in some form or fashion, and so they. I don't know, they might think that they're experts, but one of the things that stuck for me um, was when we hired Shannon Smith uh, back in 2015, and she was, you know, New Scooters for Less's first, well, Colin was, but first hired uh, social media manager. And one of the things that I remember doing, we, we had kind of plateaued at like the, the 600 scooter mark. And she started following, and I, you know, maybe it was you, her idea, I don't know, but like she started following what would have probably been UF18 hashtags on Twitter and she would find them and then just start like 
you know, retweeting people that got their acceptance letter and, and used the hashtag UF18, or you know, just tweeting at them saying, "Hey, welcome to Gator Nation." Not a not a sales pitch. This would, would be a jab at that point. Um, That'd be a right hook. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Right. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> I, I'm learning. Like I know the language, but you know. So, um, but it was interesting because we, we should like you should explain that philosophy now. Well, you should explain it because I already got it wrong. <laughs> So Gary Vaynerchuk has like a philosophy, I guess, if you will, that's called jab, 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 right hook, right? And it's more of like, you you give value, you give, 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 and then you ask. And a lot of people take, so that's the jabs are give, you know, giving value, giving value, giving value, giving value. And like every once in a while, the, you can throw, you can at, you know, throw the right hook, you can ask for business. Um, and I think it's an interesting concept, but, but because, and what he's getting at is so many businesses, so many people get out on social media and they just start promoting, right? Promote, 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 promote. Like it's all I do is promote. 20% off sale today, 10% off sale tomorrow. Like it's always promoting. That's just become spammy. That provides no value to anybody. Um, and and you and you lose the attention, right? But if you're like actually plugging away and providing value, just engagement. Yeah, know. I mean exactly. I mean providing you know, giving giving some value, like you know, and, and a lot of it is through engagement by like paying attention to it, like just getting involved in the conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's I don't know commenting on uh, on a post, and you get in there and you you answer the you know maybe somebody asks a question. And you get in there and you answer the question on somebody else's post. Like, that's that's it. You're not necessarily going in there and saying, "Hey, check out my." And you do this. You do see this, right? We see this on Instagram where people, hey, like, you'll be posting up something like, "Oh, I had a beautiful day on the beach." Hey, why don't you come over to my business and buy this taco? (laughs) You know, like you see that kind of crap all the time, and it's just like, uh, that person's not gonna come over and buy a taco, dude. Like. You just spammed them. But like, you know, if that, hey, by the beach, if you're by the beach and like that business was going in there and saying, saying, hey, like you're literally less than a half mile away from my favorite, um, from my favorite like chill out spot or my favorite ice cream store, my favorite, you know, whatever. Like, and and it had nothing to do with your business at all. You're Mm -hmm. like, hey, you're literally like a half mile from this place. If you're in that area, go check this out. Well, and hey, like, Oh, that's cool! Like this business just like told me this more behind the scenes spot that right. I should check out. And I'm kind of getting hungry. Know, and tacos sound good. Maybe I'll go check this place <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, I mean that's you know? not. I mean that's basically like a lot of the philosophy, right. right? And but basically, you should jab way more than you right hook. And then a lot of people also confuse right hook with like taking business or mm-hmm. like like no, it's an ask. Like you don't necessarily. I could ask for you to buy. Uh, a scooter ask for you to buy a product, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to. It just. I just know that a senior sitting in, uh, like a high school senior that's sitting at home, wherever they may be, that just got accepted in the University of Florida, that just gets their, hey, I just got in, acceptance, whatever, retweeted by new scooters for less, or well, what is that? They're probably going to click on the page and see what it is, and then when they get here and they see all the scooters around, that, that awareness is already gonna be there. Yeah. They already know who it is. And, Absolutely, dude. And I think that that's, I mean, we went, and that year that she started doing it, uh, I mean, we grew 200, I mean, we also moved locations, but we grew 200 scooters that year. Yeah. Uh, the other one that's kind of funny that, that I remember is is you have parking tickets. Uh, that was another hashtag that would get searched, and then you just start engaging with those, because anybody that got, like, a, t- a parking ticket in their car, it's just like, oh, here's this, like, 
little like by new scooters for less, <laughs> which is a little savage. That's why I like it. But but it's just it's funny. Uh, yeah. So and it works. I mean, right. it works. I mean, you're just being part of the conversation that's happening in your community at that point. And and it, but a lot of people aren't going to put in that time and do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like those are things that we still do to this day. Like, we, but you know, it's just a lot of people say, "Oh, I don't have the time for that." Okay. Well, just realize that somebody does. Right. I mean, one of the things that I've t- that I've talked about that I, I I'm still trying to impress on the new Scooters Plus team is like when I record a 30 second video thanking a customer on my phone and tweeting it to them directly or sending it through Instagram direct message, saying, "Hey, Mike, I heard that you came in this week and bought a scooter. Just want to say I'm super grateful for your business. I don't know if you know this, but I founded the company back in 2004, and like your support just means the world to me." And thank you. And just sending that via direct message, dude, that makes the person feel special. Like they, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. which, and they are, they are special because they supported my business. So like. You made it personal. Yeah, mm-hmm. you made it personal. And, um, and that goes, that goes a long way. And like, I send those messages via Twitter, or direct message. And like, and I want our sales team and stuff to do that as well. So, um, I don't know those, I mean, I can get into talking about that kind of stuff all the time. I really want to real quick kind of ask you guys about what I call bootstrap life mm-hmm. and be fun. The <laughs> and like the blend of these companies because you know, I think there look, there was a lot of conversation last year, right? <laughs> we talk we talk about repay. Repay literally birthed I mean, we started early. We started doing business like and running it through New Scooters for Less. Like we did the genuine videos and stuff like through New Scooters for Less. And like I don't know, it's probably this time, right? March, April, May um, was kind of when those things were getting kicked off. Uh, But when we decided, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to start a business. That that business launched. I always talk about my children being birth, like born (laughs) in the middle of August. So another child, <laughs> repaint the wall. Your, your third child. <laughs> was born right in the middle of August. I mean, literally it was like back to school. There are other months that you can have I know, these man. babies, just so you know. It was, it was crazy. Your like, August is pretty filled up, isn't it? Our awesome banger, he like came out, like literally came out to the store to have me sign all the documents for the new checking account and like everything. Like I didn't go to the bank, he came here, it was super nice. Uh, shout out to John Roberts, he's the man. Uh, but like that, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just right in the middle of August. <laughs> um, but you know, one of the things that I think is interesting is kind of like this culture that we've created of blended company. I want to say, I say blended because I mean, we're all in the same space, but mm-hmm. like, you know, we say, okay, like, are we going to really try to keep everything separate? Like, where's where's the line there? Like, hey, this is, so this is like the podcast studio, this is the scooter office, this is the repaint the wall office, we also have Angela's team in here yeah. with the V events. It's like, like our own starter space, really. I mean, it is, right? Yeah. Like, it's very much uh, just a blended group of, of people. I like it that way, but I'm very interested at the team perceptions and the challenges, the frustrations, like, I don't know. Tell me, Genesis, what do you think? Um, for me... Be honest, though. Like, do you hate it? Do you like it? I like it, <laughs> which is kind of different for me because I usually like to stick to one thing at a time. But 
like New Scooters for Less, Repaint, and even Angela's team has offered me so much like knowledge in their respective industries and just like working with others that I appreciate that. Like um, I've got the sales background with New Scooters for Less and kind of service too. I mean, I can't change your tires. Don't trust me to do that. But, <laughs> like, but I can check people in and stuff like that. Um, so I got that sales perspective from NS4L and then Repaint. I obviously got my social media and whatnot. And then Angela's team, I'm kind of like a little low-key coordinator. I help them out too. So like I've gotten all these different like um, – I've got my foot in the door in different like places. So that's what I appreciate. Um, as far as like working in the office, I mean, yeah, sometimes it's a little loud and chaotic, but I just plug in my headphones and if someone needs to reach me, they can just slack me mm-hmm. like you did yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah, like slack, slack so, there and I'm like, turn around. <laughs> yeah. Colin, for the people watching, Colin sits over there and I sit back here. So like, I wasn't paying attention. I was just jamming and he like was like, turn around. Um, but um, it worked. I think that's the only challenge is like when it gets a little noisy in here, it can be hard to focus, but there's this whole dealership that you can literally mm-hmm. sit anywhere at. So, yeah. So there's really enough chairs in here. Yeah. Rarely. Yeah, that, that, that too. You got to fight for chairs, like, mm-hmm. with people and the cat, like, that. <laughs> and the cat, yeah. I mean, and so, and Ronald, like, you work a lot off-site because you have, like, your own setup and you like to edit, like, in your peace and quiet, and that, like, which is cool. I mean, talk a little bit about, like, the... Because this is something that I'm interested in as we grow, is how we continue to be flexible with remote style team members. Mm. Like, is that something that that one you value? Or are you looking forward to one day, like us having a space that you can come and edit, um, or you like want to continue to do it from home, or a little bit of both? Like, I mean, what do you what are you thinking long term? For me personally, I'd like to have the flexibility to do either. Like if I, if that day I just want to wake up at 10 and just edit to like 10 p.m., cool, I, I can do that. Or if uh, I want to show up to the office and just grind out at the office, then that's cool too. But um, I'm definitely looking forward to a space that we can just like sit and just hammer out just everybody all at once. Yeah. Because it's, it's inspiring to like just see everybody just working their tails off. I used to be like that when I studied at UF. Like I could not study at home to save my life. I would have to get to the library just because I needed to be around other people that were working and not, you know, having that distraction. If I was home and I was too comfortable, oh, couldn't study. But if I was if I was at the library around other people that were also studying for exams, then I could do my best. So I, I definitely like being around people that are working. That's interesting. Because I'm like literally the opposite. The opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any, Tony, do you have any issues with uh, the team sharing or any? Well, it doesn't negatives? really affect me. Um, well, until lately, I do have to search for computers when I do need them, but it's really not that big of a deal. There's, there's always an available computer somewhere. You ever just see somebody it. walk through the dealership and you're like, I have no idea if this person works here or not. <laughs> oh, so many times. Yeah, so many times. That, I mean, it's it's kind of commonplace now. I You, know, you kind of keep an eye and make sure that they end up talking to somebody, yeah. not just someone wandering, but... What can we what can we do better as leaders to ensure, you know, that everybody's on on the same page as we continue to grow? I mean, because I'll, I'll be honest, one thing that I don't necessarily like about myself right now um, is that, and I know it's just because of the startup like grind again. One, one, I'll be completely honest with everybody. I love the startup life. Like, I there's something about it. The big, be, the beginning. There's something about like building something and getting through that hump and knowing the odds are against 
startups and like mm. there, there's something there that I just love. Um, and, and I'm very much in that startup grind right now. You look at my calendar, there's literally not a minute between meetings and, and I love that. Like it's crazy that I like absolutely love it. <laughs> like I like showed my calendar to somebody, I'm like, yeah, there's the zero time this week. Like zero time. It gives for me, me anxiety seeing his calendar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and I and I love it. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. But the thing that I don't like about it is that I feel that, you know, I'm very much in a hurry when I'm coming in and out of the dealership, that I'm not taking necessarily the time I would like to take to like give, the, like, I don't know, like kind of check in. Be a part the, of the Yeah, team, you know, really. like check in at the tech list, being like, hey, yo, like, how's it going, man? How's everything been? How's life? You know, like, I, I probably just need to start scheduling time for that. It's like the one thing that I've just noticed has kind of changed over the last couple months. Um, and it's just because I'm always in a hurry bouncing between meetings and stuff. Um, I, I still want to be very accessible, I guess, and and so I need to like get better at that. But I'm kind of just interested in the outside perception on that. Like, what does it even bother you guys? Are you guys like Dan Collins just like in and out, or <laughs> are you guys just- no? Because it wasn't a certain, it wasn't a sudden thing. You it gradually ended up happening, and you informed us all that you're setting aside that Mike is 100% in charge I mean we had that whole what was it uh, Mike's in charge hashtag, uh, hashtag Mike's my, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. what yeah, I was given a shirt that said hashtag Mike's in charge yeah my, Mike's uh, in charge yeah. fifth anniversary I think so and, and we all know what's you know what you're doing so it, it, I don't think it bothers anybody really that yeah, you're, well, you're kind of been isolating yourself just to that because you are getting it started up so you I mean, need what more do you guys? I mean I know I see you guys more than I do the NSRL team at this point but are you guys just kind of like, dude, I wish you'd say hi to me once in a while? <laughs> I mean, you say hello when you enter the room. Yeah, I mean, so. I know that, but like, I don't know. You know what I mean. I just, well, like, I, I, just... I need to be more intentional. Like, it's almost like work-life balance, right? Like, I gotta be intentional. I gotta like schedule that time in with my with my family, whether it's like soccer practice with the kids or date nights with the wife. Like, I, you know, being very intentional. What I'm starting to discover is that I need to be the same way with simple things like mm-hmm. checking in with my team. Or you know, just saying hello, like saying hello, like hey, how's how are things going? And like, well, there's not that many team members around that were here before the uh, repaint when you were more involved with us over here and coming. This maybe what three or four. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So there's literally other now, than like, you know other than new myself team members and, at New Scooter Celeste that I got to introduce myself to. Right. <laughs> so, like, hey, I, mean, I don't know if you know this, but like, so we're the only ones the that saw the you know difference <laughs> was those couple of team members. And again, we've been here long enough to understand why you're doing it and the reason for it. So I don't think it's a big issue at all. Yeah. And putting your head down and working is is part of bootstrap life, startup life, and yeah. everything. It, it's also hard though. Like I can tell you, I was. There's, there's an employee uh, with, with new scooters that's going through some stuff, and I had to send her a text message yesterday, and I was like, look, I, I just wanna go ahead, and I almost didn't even wanna send it, but I was like, I have to apologize if I come across as terse or like non-empathetic to what you're going through, but it's just cause like, I'm in like head down mode trying to make sure that you know we can deal with your absence and make sure all of our things, but like, it's, it's not that I don't care, you know? Um, and I almost didn't even wanna send it because I didn't wanna give myself the excuse to be like that, but it's just it's just hard because it's like yeah you, you go take care of what you got to do like I, I'm sorry that you're going through it fine go I've got to make sure that we can still run you know and the truth is I'm like a severely emotional person and I like grieve alongside 
my friends that go through things, but if I stop and do that in that moment, it'll knock me out for the day. So it's kind of a self-preservation thing too, but it's hard to balance that because you don't you don't want to come across as inaccessible or not empath- uh, empathetic or not caring or anything. But yeah, it's hard. It is hard. I want to end on a bad note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, it's, a it's quick real question. life. How did the name Reaping? Oh, I was actually just watching. You had like some micro content or something on there, and I was watching it the other day, and I was like, oh, he, he dropped my name a couple times. That was nice. <laughs> Yeah. Well, on the on the content. Yeah, it was like a thing at CYM. I think someone was. Uh, oh yeah, she know. was interviewing. Uh, it's one of my hacks. I'm like trying to create more blogs. My problem is that I don't have time to get my blogs up. Um, but like somebody, you know, Felicia Lee was that's her name, is was helping me um, write some blog content. So she was literally interviewing me on t- on some topics that she had researched and about our companies and and then she's turning it into, like taking my words and turning it into a blog. So the blogs are like, she's they're, they're, they're my, yeah, they're my words. They're yeah. just like, I'm just not typing them up. <laughs> um, Tell the story, Mike. Yeah, and so like she was asking me about, re- so you're talking about when she was asking me about yeah. the name Repaint the Wall and where it came from. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you told the story really well. No, <laughs> I talk too much on this podcast. Uh, but the story come from you. Right, so one night. So <laughs> for everybody who wants to know where the name "Repaint the Wall" is, because a lot of people think oh, you're not a you're not a painting company, so why are you called "Repaint the Wall"? So that here's here's how it happened. We were drunk one night. No, <laughs> so no, but but honestly, facts. Um, we were struggling for a while to come up with how we were going to name the company. Um, and I'm actually just going to paraphrase, paraphrase everything you said because you told it so well. Right. Um, but so, I mean, we use, we use Slack as an internal uh, communication device with, with both of our teams. And so we just had this thread about, you know, okay, what are we gonna name it? And we had some really funny ideas and some really unfortunate ideas, I remember, but. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Ronald, that was my favorite. If you guys ever remember the show, Hey, hey Arnold. Arnold. Yeah. I wanted to name the company, Hey, hey Ronald. Ronald. <laughs> hey, Ronald. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ronald, that would have been epic, bro. That would have been good. That would have been amazing. Nice. Um, so, it was actually it was actually Ronald. So um, you feel me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that'd be great. It was actually Ronald that, that came over to the Slack channel and was like, "Repaint the wall, repaint the wall. It's gotta be repaint the wall." And that was, was a joke, by the way. I, I didn't mean really. To <laughs> really? Oh, the truth comes out. Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, because I, I was remembering, I was remembering so much of the story. At first, I was remembering the night right. that the story was told, and then I, I went to thinking about it, and then I, I remember I rolled a detailed paragraph. I'm like, "No, wait, hold on, shit! Like this totally. I mean, right. sorry, this totally yeah. makes sense. Like this should totally be it." It was that was when you introduced me to Pisco, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says yes. <laughs> um, so I think everybody else. I mean. You, you might not even know what he was talking about. I had no idea what yeah. he was talking about. I'm like, what, so the, what the hell the are you talking about? Repaint, repaint the, wall. the wall. So the story goes back to the original location of New Scooters for Less, uh, which was out in the Northwest Industrial Park um, here in Gainesville. Uh, and we're, we were at this stage where we were, what, year 22, 23? I mean, when we filled in the suite, it was Sweet C at the time. So we had Sweet A, which was kind of a showroom front. Um, warehousing in the back, and then Sweet C, which became more of a, an office area. But there was this middle kind of nowhere man's uh, 
room. It was a transitional yeah, hallway. Yeah, transition hallway, yeah. Kind of like card And it had, yeah, so we did a lot of order fulfilling for stuff that we sold on eBay at that time. Um, and that's where, like, all the boxes and packing supplies and tape and all that kind of stuff was. But we painted the whole room just jet black. I mean, the ceiling, the shelves, the, the walls, everything was jet black. Well, it, it stupid. Was, it was like being in a recording studio or <laughs> something else. Um, and it came time when you were moving the business um, to the, the second location, um, which was on 14th Ave. And you bought all the supplies. Colin bought all the supplies to, to repaint that room. Um, it became kind of a... A, a ethical thing where he he wanted to make sure that he returned it exactly exactly like he had it and I think you even said at least in that piece and I don't know if I knew this if that was true but uh, that that the cost of the supplies between your time and the the labor and the the supplies to paint it actually cost more than the security deposit he was going to get back but it was more of a you know I signed things saying that it was going to be this way and it wasn't about getting the security deposit back it was about you know making it better than he found it, or at least the same as he found it, definitely not worse. Um, yeah, because I was just like, man, this this person trusted me with their property. I, I mean, I just, it's like I'm not gonna leave it and just lose a security deposit. That just wasn't in me, I guess. And I mean, Stathi was the, the landlord at the time, and I mean, he he's kind of funny. When we tell a story at the end of the run, whenever this is gonna be, that we write down all of our books. Stathi's <laughs> actually a, a, a good character in that story because I mean, he was our landlord for so many years. Um, yeah. And I mean, even as recent as a couple of years ago, we were still um, leasing space from him. Um, but yeah, anyway, so Colin repainted the wall is, is where we're getting at. He, he repainted the wall and it was kind of just a, uh, a story that stuck with me just about doing the right thing, uh, making the ethical decisions, returning something back, you know, either how you found it or better than you found it. Um, and then it was, I would have never named a business that way. I didn't see the segue until Ronald said, you know, hammered out this paragraph about why it would make sense. And we talk about, you know, doing the things that Repaint was gonna do between the vlogging, the videography, the social media, the personal branding. It is almost like a rebrand of, of certain certain businesses. Um, which, I mean, the, the analogies are there. Um, oh, there's so many, dude. I mean, yeah. talk about like- We wanted to I leave mean, you better core, than we found you. Yeah, right. the core values are in the name itself. Mm. I mean, you're talking about like, I mean, creating brands that have like ripple effects, you know, like repaint the wall has, you know, like something so, so minor had such huge ripple effects. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I didn't even know that. Yeah, you had no that, idea how that much story that story stuck impacted with. Me, yeah. yeah, like I had no idea that that story even stuck with anybody. I think that goes to show. I mean, I mean, even kind of circling back around to a lot of the content talk and a lot of things like you know, so many people are afraid to create content for the for social media and these types of things because they're so afraid of being judged or they're not sure if it is providing any value. And like the truth is, like you could put so much uh, great knowledge or like teach or do whatever you want. Um, when it comes to content creation, and like you'll be lucky if you know people actually tell you like, oh, that actually meant a lot to me, or that actually had an impact on me. You know, like the the amount of times people will reach out and tell you like are probably few to none, right? But like, but but I've had, but it, it does, like it does, and you might not like, even know about it for years. Yeah, to come. you talk about that ripple effect, and and so that story when you first told it to me, which I can't even. Gosh, I mean, it's, it's impossible to pin down whenever you first told told me that, because uh, I was I was there when the room was black, and then I left, obviously. But um, it always had it always had an effect on me, and all it took was three quarters of a bottle of pisco for me to start telling that story to Ronald, and then well, it was maybe a month later, I, I don't know what the timeline was. Yeah, months months later, 
found out my my retelling of the story had an effect on him. Yeah. So. That's interesting. I'm telling you, the ripple effect of that painting that room was the fact that somebody did not have to paint that room. <laughs> if you've ever painted a black room, which you, you obviously did, but it's not fun, nor no. is it easy. And it's multiple coats of paint. And you did the ceiling black, too, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, my terrible. God. Everything, oh, dude. Goodness. The floor, everything. If, if, <laughs> Stoffy, if you, if you watch this or listen to it, tell us how thankful you are that you didn't <laughs> have to paint that, please. That was, yeah. that was crazy. So I mean we got got to wrap up and this has actually been kind of fun though, yeah. um, so I'm I'm glad that we uh, rolled with the punches. I don't know, I think that's important in business. Like hey, some things are going to happen, roll with the punches. But this was a great opportunity to highlight three great individuals and 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 also reflect a lot back on some of that history and and share a little bit more of our story, which was cool too. And and some of the things coming. So let's talk about like where do you guys think these companies are going to be and like. I don't know, just say two years time. I'm hoping so big that you have a music department. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's going to grow steadily. Um, both company, uh, but this uh, NS4L has grown since I've been here and it, and it's already, it was already big when I got here and uh, repaint has been growing since it started. So I think it's just going to keep going forward. Yep. We're gonna be making movies. <laughs> you start to see where everybody is passing. Michael Bay, watch out! Yeah. No, uh, I mean hopefully big personal brands and uh, and kind of bigger projects coming along. A lot like the Josh Greenberg stuff; those are really fun. You guys, uh, that Josh Greenberg video is awesome. Yeah. I mean, like we we're only supposed to do like two what two edits of it. Ended up doing like eleven, and I know that I, I I mean, and I ended up nitpicking. Like over and over and over. I mean, I think that's definitely the value that we're gonna bring in a lot of this is like, especially for something that is dedicated to somebody's legacy, like that Josh Greenberg project was. I couldn't, like, I cried so many times during the making of that and I'm just like, dude, if this video were about me, I would want it to be perfect. You know, we just kept, and I just stayed on that, and I'm like, oh, like we got to change this, we got to fix this, we got to do this. I mean, there was even one part where you had to mask, you had to mask something because there was like a, a drip on something, and I did, I didn't like it. It was this little drip, and I'm like, I don't like it. I'm like, we either go and reshoot it or like figure something. I mean, but like just paying that kind of attention to detail. I mean, it mean it means so much. It means so much to me in business. I mean, I mean, we've had these conversations even new scooters for less. I mean, I talk about things things as simple as like showroom showroom cleanliness mm-hmm. and like the layout and everything being perfect and like the cleanliness of the service department, um, like things like that. I mean, it's I and I go I reflect to the point of like, hey, I know that when a parent sees like, man, this place they they pay so much attention to detail in this instance, that I know that when my daughter breaks down on the side of the road, that they're gonna pay attention to detail, you know, pay attention to that, that that's gonna matter. And like, I just think that's important in business. And the amount of detail that you guys did on like, with that video was superb, dude. I think you guys crushed it. And so thank you for helping me help startup GNV ensure that his legacy lives on, because Josh Greenberg was just such an impactful person on this community, but it was awesome. So, what are you gonna think we're gonna be in two years? Just making movies? No, not making movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but definitely having bigger accounts for like personal branding. Mostly bigger accounts for personal branding, doing a lot of YouTube stuff. And um, and hopefully, videos like that, like Josh Greenberg, 
you know, maybe once in a while, just bigger projects like that. Yeah. I've not been shy in telling people that I think we will be doing a lot of personal branding. I, I 100% would have no problem with it becoming a personal branding agency. Now, we do have a lot of businesses and I love working and building businesses. I mean, it's just something I'm passionate about, but the personal branding stuff, really, I don't know, it just really excites me. I think there's a lot of opportunity there and it's cool to see um, some of the special CEOs and people that we're working with that have that it factor. Um, it's it's cool to, to help them, so I agree. I'm interested. Genesis, what do you think? Two years time, repaint, like, where are we gonna be? Um, I agree with most of what Ronald said or like pretty much everything he said. I just see us in our own space and <laughs> with our own little studio and stuff like that. Um, and I see the team growing. Um, I love the team we have now, but I definitely see see it growing. Okay, so can we talk a little bit about the, I mean, you're talking about our own studio space, this type of thing. We've been putting together a plan, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's still early but we're going to create, or we're thinking about creating, like it's called Patreon, yeah, right? For the podcast, where people could like subscribe to s special things, and I don't know, like behind the scenes access yeah. to stuff. <laughs> and like, that's how we're gonna end up funding the studio for the podcast, mm -hmm. um, and things like that, right? It's kind of like, yeah, so we're trying to like monetize the podcast and just provide value to our listeners and, and our viewers, for those of you that watch it. Um, so we're trying to like, you know, just the way I see it is kind of creating a relationship with them besides just listening to us or watching us. We're gonna provide them with like behind the scenes access, um, clips they don't normally get to see, like what goes on maybe minutes before or after the podcast, um, side conversations, stuff like that. If we end up going over time and talking about the Starbucks cup in Game of Thrones, like <laughs> that kind of content we'll provide to them. And you know, also like gear, like t-shirts and stickers and mugs and stuff like that. So we definitely wanna provide um, or give back value to our listeners and our community, um, whether it be Gainesville or beyond. Cool. Yeah. So podcast fam, be on the look for that <laughs> because well, we've invested a lot of money into this and there's just a lot more to come, but we're gonna need some, we're gonna need some help. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we'll be, we'll be letting you know more about that. But I, but I, I knew that we wanted to, we've talked about multiple times monetizing yeah. in um, unique ways. Mm -hmm. And I mean, sure, I'm sure we'll do some sponsorship stuff like on, on the show as well, but like, definitely wanted to come up with some unique unique ways and do some unique things so so I'm excited about it but so thank you for all your hard work on it and you know this was this was fun so uh, I enjoyed it yeah it was a good pivot it was making a lemonade <laughs> out of lemons of getting a text being like, I'm not gonna make it I'm not gonna show no. <laughs> so but um but yeah, that's it. I, you know, hey, I would love for everybody who is listening to to reach out. You guys want to like, I mean, yeah, like Instagram plugs, handles, yeah. plugs, plugs, Instagram handles, anything? I guess, okay. No. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to if you don't want people to. My name is Genesis and you can find me by finding me. Thanks. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Ronald Perez and then throw a five every single time. <laughs> Ronald Perez, five. Anthony Valentine at myspace.com. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man, my uh, MySpace name. My MySpace name. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> calling all the, gets, calling all the girls. Up. I still will give anything for MySpace to come back. Uh, the original MySpace was it will. pretty it, uh, dope. Dude, it 100% I believe will. it will. Okay, yeah. then we're going to start a campaign to bring the back MySpace. Oh. The nostalgia behind it will be huge. And as long as I get to keep my name, calling all calling the girls. Calling all the girls. Oh, I, I mean, <laughs> as long as I get to like make my, my page look like me, right. <laughs> that, that right. was the best part of that. Yeah. Well, all right, we got to go. This is <laughs> been fun. It was fun. See you, everybody. This is WHOA GMV Podcast, the podcast that bring you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. whoa. We'll see you later. Bye.